Hey, this is Brendan McLean, and you're listening to the Sobe Party Mix on Bay FM. You're on the Sobe Party Mix on Bay FM 100.3, and Tony, it's time for a guest to join us on the program. Look, it's about time. We've barely had any features this evening whatsoever. I know. So mm. I thought we're going to get some fresh music in the mix. We've already yes. had a few this evening. <laughs> We've had a lot but, of fresh um, music. This new track released by Brendan McLean is uh, a little bit saucy, a little mm. bit scandalous. It's called The Front, and I have had to do a radio edit for when we play it later this evening. That's okay. But, oh, it's infectious. Mm. So good. Tantalizing. So I thought, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Okay. Let's chat to the guy who wrote it. Yes. The one and only Brendan <gasps> McLean joins us on the Sobe Party Mix. Uh, hello, hello. At last. I've been dying to talk to you both. Oh, oh stop, stop it. Stop it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'll keep it coming. I'll keep it coming. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> well, I first fell in love with your skill set and um, got mesmerised by your talent in Velvet. I adored your performance in Velvet uh, to the point where I have transferred that admiration onto Tom Oliver now. Um, (laughs) The Wynnum Fest, yes. Yes, absolutely. But tell us about that experience working with Marsha. It was really special. I mean, that was the beginning of my career. I think I'd released Stupid, just a little song on ukulele that had gone really well online and and that was exciting. But then, you know, this theatre director, the director Craig Eilert, sort of messaged me, I fell over in the audition. I fell on my butt doing a twirl trying to impress everyone. And they said, you're exactly the person we need. Um, But what I didn't expect was, you know, to to form a lifelong bond with Marsha Hines. She taught me so much. Just two weeks ago, I was singing I Don't Know How to Love Him from Jesus Christ Superstar for Marsha. Of course, she made, you know, Mary Magdalene famous here in Australia. So it was an incredible early role. But, you know, to have that gift and to also open me up to cabaret and musical theatre, things that I didn't expect to do. I thought I just wanted to be indie and cool. But Marsha was like, there's more to this. And, and just this like false idea of authenticity. It opened me up to a whole bunch of new people. She would always pull me to the front when we were doing interviews and say, ask him a question. So always grateful for that. And also just the music is fabulous. That's why it's still going. Because everybody loves disco. I love disco. I don't know about you two. Oh, <laughs> look. Maybe just a little just bit. A little bit. Just uh, a little bit of disco on the show. I I'm think. not wearing my sequin party Ugg boots right <laughs> now at all. But I just I loved Velvet. Someone finding their self-identity through the power of disco and Marsha Hines. Like, I just went, oh, well, of course. And, that's, and, you know, that's what Marsha's power is. She opens up that disco music to everybody of all ages and all parts of life. And that's what the message of the show was, that to be yourself is a beautiful thing. Sometimes you just got to go and find your family. And I think that's why Velvet continues to go on. And, you know, I think it's called Velvet Rewired now. Yes, it is. I wouldn't be surprised if one day we do, you know, Velvet Classic and take it back to me. I want my role back. (laughs) Well, your role was not recast in Rewired. They just didn't put that character in the newer version of the show. So there's plenty of opportunity. Yes. Yeah. And, I, you know, having just talked to Marsha, she would be keen to. But I think we also um, just, I'm tapping my nose, which is useless for radio and 
and listening online. Theatre of the mind. Theatre of the mind. I'm tapping my nose, but uh, there is there's some new work that uh, me and Marsha have been discussing. Oh. Uh, and it's, it's really quite special. So I don't think you've heard the end of the story of Brenda McLean and Marsha Hines. Well, I've got one more Marsha Hines question before Callum Please. can dive into the new music. But how nerve-wracking was it singing I Don't Know How to Love Him in front of Marsha Hines? Oh, oh I thought you were going to ask that. It was hard at first. And I think I was shaking in the studio when we were rehearsing it. And she just grabbed my arm, and you can hear it in her voice. Mm-hmm. She said, sing it like you would sing it. Don't try and copy anyone who's done it before, because you'll fail. Because it's already been done that way, and, and better. So I had to find my way mm. of singing it with Marsha. And she, you know, held my hand and taught me how to say everything instead of everything and all those beautiful lessons that she'd learned over her career. And thank God it was her on the other side of that show. They're just such big songs, you know. If you could read my mind, that's oh, yeah. another huge disco track. And so you just have to quiet that part of your head that says, do it like the greats have already done it. You have to find your own way. And that's my advice for any singer. Always find your own way with it. Which is basically the storyline of Velvet. <laughs> She's still giving you the same advice. I love this. Oh, my God. So, yeah, and the cool thing about Marsha Hines is she believes in herself so much that there's no reason for her to change and there's no reason for her to pretend anything. If mm. she thinks something, she's going to tell you. And that's a, a really special lesson that I had to learn, that authenticity and being yourself is always going to be the most powerful thing. No matter how well you can fake something else, when you figure out who you are, that's the power that you have. And, you know, maybe it's corny and contrite, but it worked. It, and it worked for me for the last 15 years or so of performing. And don't Didn't you know... give you a TED Talk. <laughs> I know, yes. Thank you so much for that one. PowerPoint slide, please change. PowerPoint slide infograph on Yes. <laughs> so, Make it on Instagram, please. <laughs> but this new song, The Front which you have just released. I don't think it could represent being yourself more than what you've done with it. (laughs) We'll start just with the artwork, which is a Mm. photo taken by a friend of ours, Joel Devereaux. Mm, Incredible work. Friend of the show. Um, With a little bit of of booty on there as well. I'll just say that. A little bit of peach. Just down the bottom. Yeah, something fruity for you. Up the top, a little bit of death becomes her. (gasps) Yes, because... Like, your back is to the camera, but you're facing the camera directly. It's a whole sort of... It's editing magic. I'm so glad that Joel went along with the idea when I flew up from where I live in Sydney to Brisbane. I, but wait, I just want my head to be the opposite way. And we had to sort of pause for a minute and figure out what we were doing. But it, it's magnificent. I mean, not just one of the best photographers in Brisbane, best photographer in Australia. I really believe in Joel as a talent, and that's why they were the first one that I called. I needed um, something that could make PR, to be frank. Yes. You know, just being honest. I, I don't have the I Feel the Rush music video budget. <laughs> no. So I knew I needed to get people talking, and, and I just thought, yeah, let, let's twist my head, and I was watching Death Becomes Her, one of the most iconic queer films ever, and I was like, there it is. So the song's all about being... Um, Funky at the front, you know, mm. connecting eye to eye, um, same sex, male on male. And, um, you know, there's a certain position people associate with that, but it's quite often the opposite. Mm. And I think there's, 
we, we can talk about this because it's been in Red, White and Royal Blue. Yes. And in Heartbreaker. So plenty of people are talking about this in mainstream. So it's about the queer missionary position. And then suddenly it clicks to you why I've done that with the art. So it tells a little tale through the artwork, which is a great thing if you can't afford a $50 million video. <laughs> yeah, just get Joel. Just get Joel, please. If you take anything away from this chat, book Joel Devereaux for your next photos. JoelDevereaux.com. JoelDevereaux.com. And if you want him to turn your head on backwards, he'll do that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and weren't you just in the studio with Gabriella Labucci? Yes, I was. It was quite a bit of fun. Fame, busyness. Also, I just needed a sense of humour because I didn't, you know, I'm 35. I brought out a few pop songs when I was in my mid-20s. And kind of, I'm, I'm feeling very Kim Cattrall this year. You know, I don't want to be in a situation oh. that I don't want to be in for more than half an hour. Mm. Love it. And so I got sent this track. It was, the, you know, the music of the front. And the file was called Fun Idea. And I was like, well, I guess I better write something fun. And the queer missionary position is pretty fun for me. So that's what I wrote about. And it just kept us laughing. And I think that's, that's what I feel like my job is. It's kind of the gap that I feel in the, you know, sort of male vocalist pop land, because I just wanted to make people have a laugh because there are so few opportunities to have a laugh these days. If I can make people smirk and smile at their computer screen as they're doom scrolling down their phone or something, Mm. that's what I wanted to do. So when I was laughing in the studio at the lyrics that we cannot repeat right now, I thought... This is the energy that people need. They need a goofy, silly song to laugh to at the end of this very stressful year. I think I, can't, I, think I nailed it. Yeah, you yeah. got Absolutely. Well done, you. It's intimate, it's sincere, it's funny, it's... Uh, the, the hook is so catchy. Uh, right. You I, know, look me in the eye when we're going to uh, get busy, you know? That's yes. the take-a-home message. Yes. Honesty, vulnerability. So it's a very silly chorus. But, you know, it's a, it's a very important thing to take away from that two-minute 41 song. Back to the TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's not the only thing you've released because you have released tour dates as well in Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne on the 13th of December and Sydney on the 14th of December. That's absolutely is, right. Is Brisbane going to get a little, a little, a little treat from Brendan's I, I am going to put this on radio right now. Let's put this on the record. Yes. I played Brisbane so many times this year. I played at the Wickham several times, by which I mean once, Mm. and I also did the Brisbane Festival last year. So you'll have to wait until the start of next year until hopefully Sydney and Melbourne give me some money and then I can fly my dance up and be beautiful. Also, I was very jealous that I wasn't on Big Gay Day, so we will be filing a petition to get Brendan McLean to the Big Gay Day next year. Yes. Because I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm going to put in some work. You're going to put in some work. Big Gay Day is so going to happen next year for me. Thank you also for putting Paul Mack back into a sentence that I can talk about again, because everything else is... 90s or noughties based with oh, Paul Mack. It's just a thing that we need, you know? Oh, you're <laughs> quoting song lyrics now. I know, I'm going really downhill. Love that, man. I love Paul Mack and I love the, the naughtiness that he brought to Australian pop in the 90s. But that was one of the situations when I was maybe like 19 or 20 and I don't think anyone was really out. Not in, not in indie pop world. I, I think Darren Hayes might have just come out, but he had moved overseas, so had Sam Sparrow. Yeah. And Paul Mack was the one that reached out and was like, hey, you look a bit lost. Do you want to come and see my studio and, and maybe put down a song? And that was 
that was stupid all those years ago. Um, and so to come back, what, I think it's 10 years after we made Stupid Together to, to work on this project, it just feels full circle. I, I, I just think intergenerational family in the queer community is so powerful. Uh, and Paul Mac really saved me and, and is the reason that I still have a career today. So it's so cool to make this fun funny track and yeah get paul's name back out there because he's an absolute icon of australian music and and more of the kids need to know well <laughs> brendan welcome to the sobe family it's so great to have you on the show it's been an absolute pleasure i love you both oh. love being a part of the family back at you Dom. yeah we love you too 100.3 bay fm just great music